Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Best of the Wii podcast from Nintendo World Report. Uh, in this episode, we look at our number two third-party game, uh, which is Zack and Wiki, The Quest for Barbaros Treasure. I'm Mike Gammon, and I'm here with Andrew Brown. Good, uh, whatever time of the day it is for everyone, it is dreadfully <laughs> early in the morning for me where I am. And in the evening for me, so we're, we're making it work. Awesome. So, number two, we're almost there. Yeah, definitely. I... I wonder how many people have figured out what like the top two games are in uh, in uh, both categories. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be able to guess what our number one third party game is as a little bit of a tease for when that comes out. But um, right now we're talking about Zack and Wiki. Uh, Zack and Wiki came out uh, in uh, the first year of the Wii's life. Um, it's kind of a point and click puzzle game. Um, I'm curious, Andrew, what 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 caused you to play the game? What drove you to play the game? And when did you play it? Oh, I I found it in a uh, Toys R Us bargain bin. I was interested in the game for quite some time before then, and I wasn't even aware that it had been released in Australia until then. And then suddenly it was there, and I saw I saw it in the bin, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a really rare game. This is good to, this is a uh, something I've been wanting to play for quite some time. I'm grabbing this right away, rushed home, chucked it in, and I was. Uh, Played it for the next week and a half, I think. I, I uh, being the completionist I am, I did have to thoroughly finish everything that the game had to, to uh, offer. But um, yeah, before the game's release, what really uh, drew me to hearing about it or reading about it uh, was the whole fact that it was the supposed revival of the point-and-click genre. I grew up on Monkey Island and uh, the Day of the Tentacle and games like that, and I was really hoping to see something to sort of bring that back into the mainstream, uh, especially since the the Wii would have been a perfect platform for that with the, the whole pointer thing. Yeah, I'm right with you with that. I, I'm, a, I'm also a huge Monkey Island fan. I, I remember calling the, the silly hotline and 1-900 number to get past stuff I was stuck on <laughs> uh, when I was younger, but... Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I had a lot of high hopes for this to be kind of the point-and-click adventure rebirth. Um, I, I reviewed the game for the site uh, way back when, so I played it a little early. I played it right when it came out, and I played it quickly. <laughs> and um, the big thing that stood out to me is that it really didn't have that adventure vibe. It was much more of a puzzle game in my mind. And initially, I was incredibly disappointed. Um, but after I got just a little bit into it, I'm like, wait, you know, stop trying to compare it to that. Look at what it is, and I was, and I still had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, and one thing that I, I think you said it, it's just so perfect for the Wii, and I think it, it this Zack and Wiki is a really strong Wii game for this purpose, especially for people that are trying to experience what the console offers. Is it flowed so well be, be, between the um, the point and click that you use to move Zack around on the screen, and the gestures that you use to you know interact with things, and it it's just like those. The pointer and the gestures are the key things that, you know, everybody's talking about with the Wii. And this, I thought this was a great game to kind of demonstrate how they could be used, you know, together uh, as they flowed. Um, one thing, you said you, you, you're you a completionist. Did you get all of those, uh, um, everything in the game? Every like single all the... unlockable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every piece of art. Uh, I, I believe there was, it's been some time since I played the game, but I think there was a, a movie gallery there was uh, the background music collection. Uh, I can't quite remember. I'm pretty sure there was something else as well. 
there were like little medals and things that yeah. you could find. Um, yeah, no, there's all sorts of stuff. It's like kind of a Capcom love fest in there with fan service uh, all all around. Um, I guess maybe we should step back a little bit. And I, I've been assuming that everybody played this game, uh, which is actually a, an incredibly <laughs> poor assumption uh, based on how it's sold. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I mentioned this to people, and they're going, "Zach and what? What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, surprisingly low key for a release on the Wii, especially considering how good of a game it is. It did have spectacular reviews. Um. Uh, I guess we should uh, talk about the the general plot or the the cast. Yeah, definitely. So so you play as you you control Zach. Um, he's this kind of I I mean I guess you'd call him human. It's kind of weird because he's a human in a not in a world where there aren't very many other humans. Um, but he has a he has a, a little sidekick wiki that's uh, kind of this golden monkey flying little flying thing. monkey thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they're 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 a member of this pirate squad that's made up otherwise of rabbits. The, the sea rabbits, yes. <laughs> it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but the game starts out with uh, this is kind of a, in my opinion, a little bit of a downer. It starts out with kind of that classic video game trope of um, they meet uh, this golden skull, I guess, and uh, he 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 tasks them with finding all the pieces of him. Um, so it's kind of that very traditional, just go out and find all, find a bunch of pieces of something and put it together. Um, but that's all brought together by the concept of the stages in the game that are really cool, really rich environments. Um, and, uh, in each stage, you have to go through and solve puzzles, uh, through these crazy gestures to basically find the treasure chest that has the piece inside. Um, I thought, you know, that part of the story for me was a little weak, um, but I really, really dug the characters. Um, I, I don't know how you feel. I, in my review back then, I, I talked about how I really wanted them to develop the characters more and make a sequel. Um, obviously, that may not happen. Did you agree? <laughs> or, or did the characters grab you as much as they grabbed me? Oh, yes. Um, I'm actually quite a, a heavy fan of One Piece. And uh, I love the whole piratey adventure story and the, the quirky characters and all that. And, and this seemed to be at least partially inspired by the series. Uh, a little bit uh, later, I'll get into a, a strange little oddity I found out during the game's development about that. But um, I love the the uh, goofy sort of adventure story, search for the treasure, find all the, the gold pieces, put together the, the treasure map or the puzzle or whatever, which unlocks the, the sort of the Indiana Jones style of adventuring. And um, this... The the characters in this game were just they they were quirky. They fit into their respective roles very well. I I particularly liked the the villain at the start of the game, Captain Rose. She's very cliched, as in the whole the female pirate thing. The uh, a lot of anime have like this female character that does the over cocky, confident laugh, and it gets really uh, it really gets on everyone's nerves, and. Uh, that that's funny to me. I love that, and uh, I really did enjoy all the uh, the exchanges between the characters as you progress through the game. And uh, this this particular villain actually ends up helping you out. And I I won't go into end game spoilers or anything like that. But uh, the the story has a few huge plot twists, and the characters all reflect on that really well. 
it's uh, really quite a lot of fun to to even just watch how they interact with each other. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the villain a lot too. One of my favorite parts is the in, in opening cutscene where she's putting on like this pink lipstick and then she moves to draw a scar on her face. With <laughs> yes. <it. laughs> yeah. No. I I think. They gave, there was no voice acting in the game, but the characters, it's, it's been a while for me too. They kind of mumbled, uh, to their speak, speech bubbles, like a lot of Nintendo, uh, console games do. Um, I really loved kind of the, the, the comedic little short animations that would happen, um, particularly between Zach and Wiki is, is, you know, you, you try and get them to do things and sometimes they were, they couldn't do them and sometimes they could and, you know, sometimes they do things you wouldn't expect. And this is all played out through these really, really short animations that were always really funny. I, I can think of, you know, one vaguely where, you know, it involves some sort of liquid that doesn't look very healthy. But then, like, Zach goes under it and does the very stereotypical, like, rubbing his armpits shower motions. <laughs> yes, uh, just... humming to himself. And <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. that the water's purple. <laughs> I'll just shower under that anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 definitely got that kind of classic Warner Brothers over the top animation style to it, which which really helps the the whole aesthetic of the game. Absolutely, the game has a, at least sixty different ways that you can die throughout the game, and uh, they're all hilarious as well. Uh, that actually leads me into the puzzle aspect of the game. In each level, there's a a still screen or a, a short scrolling map. You're, you're, the levels aren't particularly big, but there's generally a lot to see and a lot to do in each of them. And there's all these obstacles, and the way you play the game has to be done in the specific precise order. And oftentimes, failing to do one little thing, like in one level you go to jump in a plane and fly off, and if you've done something so simple as to forget to even open the door, the plane crashes and you burn up into this little cartoony... Uh, pile of ashes and that that's just the sort of thing it's like oh my god I've just spent 20 minutes figuring out everything in this level and I forgot to open the damn door and I have to start over again but the cartoony aspect is just so fun that you're like oh I don't particularly mind dying because that was pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah no I agree yeah and the, you could start back over quickly it, it just made it made it's the kind of game where failure wasn't super frustrating um, yeah, you know, the only, the only times I ever got frustrated in this game is, is kind of the rare occasions where I just couldn't figure out the gestures. Um, for the most part, I was really happy with all the gestures. You know, it felt good to saw down a tree. It felt good to turn a crank, um, especially in those early wee days for, for me. Um, there's a couple examples of things that really frustrated me. Like one, and I hate that this is one of my main memories of the game because I was so annoyed, but relatively late in the game, you have to like throw an anchor, like you're lassoing it. Was and that against the, the squid battle? You know, I don't remember specifically. But all mm. I remember is you, you started the motion by swinging the, the Wii Remote over your head like a lasso or anywhere. And that I could do fine, but I couldn't make the freaking remote... I couldn't make the character actually release the, the anchor in the game. And it just... I don't know if I was just slow or what, but it took me forever to get by that part. And I was, like, yelling around, yelling at my wife in the house. I was just, like... <laughs> Why won't it let go of this thing? But, um, so it's really the fact that I can only think of one really bad example of the gestures, I think, points to how good the rest of the game is, though, because there are so many different gestures in the game. And the fact that they've got so many of them in a successful way, I think, I think is definitely another reason why everybody should play this game and have it in their Wii library. Absolutely. 
Um, I think I remember uh, having some sort of trouble with one of the motions as well. I'm pretty sure it might be the, the same one, so hopefully you're not alone there. Um, <laughs> for the most part, the little naked tutorial guy, rather odd to put it in the context, um, <laughs> for the most part, that was fairly in intuitive. Uh, a lot of the motions, like sawing down the tree or, or whatever, it, it worked well, and that's, as you said, that's what the the developers and the whole the Wii aspect was leaning towards. This is like, get people to play immerse yourself in the game and uh, actually do what the characters are doing on the screen, and it, it was a good showcase for that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I did particularly like the boss battles. There was one particular one where uh, I think it's some sort of gigantic dragon or lion thing made of ice. And uh, you have to reflect a, a series of beams of light throughout the level. And uh, every time you you focus the light on this enemy, it, it partially melts. Then it goes into some rage and smashes one of the mirrors that you need to reflect around the room. And the the puzzle sort of progresses itself as the as the battle progresses. And uh, it's not so much that the enemy moves faster or or uh, does more attacks or anything like that, they they actually find ways to physically change the way the level is played, or the puzzle is actually has to be solved as it goes. And uh, the it, it often requires quick thinking, and that's uh, another thing that I, I really pride. This, this isn't a game that's particularly difficult, but at the same time, it makes you think. And some of the puzzles... Something so simple as, uh, I don't know, catapulting, catapulting the treasure chest onto a ledge where you can reach it. If you've done one thing that's slightly miscalibrated, then the treasure chest lands just too far of the ledge and tilts off and falls into the lava, and you have to start over. And you're like, oh my god, how, how do I need to fix this? And uh, th there's a lot of replay value, as in you'll, you'll have to spend a long time on each of the levels... And then after playing so many other levels, then you'll go back to the originals, or, or if you decide to play the game later, it's done in such a way that you don't instantly remember exactly the way to finish every single thing straight away. So, yeah, I, I, that's definitely a credit to its variety. I, I agree. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really good point on the bosses, too, that I hadn't really thought about. Like, this is the kind of game that I think, in general, it could be easy for the designers to fall into the trap of, you know making the bosses feel so much different from the main game that it kind of takes you out of it. But that's not the case with Zack and Wiki. Yeah, no, it's like the bosses were kind of the same type of gameplay, but in just a more stressful way, which is what you want out of a boss. And, and you, yeah. you're right, I hadn't really thought about it, but I, that is a, a very good point. Nice. Um, I did want to mention something about the, the music. Did anything uh, stand out to you in terms of that? I, I love game music and... Uh, I found that the whole adventure tone to this was, was very good. You know, in general, it, it, something weird about me, I think. I, the game, game music in general isn't something that really jumps out at me a lot of the time. Um, so I don't really have any specific memories of this. I, I, I remember more about the sound effects and the goofy character noises <laughs> and things like that than I do the music. But that's how I am with a lot of games. I, I, I really stink when I listen to Radio Trivia, um, the podcast. I never get anything right, so... <laughs> Nice little plug there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm a fan of One Piece and that the game seems to, uh, somewhat inspired by that. Um, 
it's uh, interesting to note that uh, when the first gameplay videos and the first demos were available at uh, E3 and the, the conferences like that, the game actually used uh, background music from One Piece, from the first movie. And uh, I think I was the only one who picked up on that. I found every video on YouTube and I was commenting and, and pointing it out. Listen, from here, it's this point from this movie. And everyone's <laughs> like, shut up. But nonetheless, uh, it was, I think that's partly what got me to, to even try the game to begin with. They're like, oh, they're, they're obviously trying to do something One Piece related or, or at least One Piece inspired. And, uh, it, it fits quite well, and uh, th uh, of course the soundtrack is different in the final release, but there are a lot of little tunes and stuff that's that's very similar to common themes that you hear in the One Piece show as well. I, I don't know if that's uh, still an intention of Capcom, but uh, uh, I don't know. The, it fits well, and that's something that, um, that speaks to me, I guess, as a, a lover of game music. I don't know. Um... And then there was the uh, the Bonelich character, or, or Bonelich, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. If you recall him, there was a, a hidden skeleton every few levels that would uh, have this kind of shaking rhythm game. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, every single one of those tunes was a classic Capcom theme. They, yeah, I remember Mega Man music and stuff, yeah. Yes, that I love little cameos like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, very cool. It seems the game has, like, great examples of, of everything that makes a game good. It's really sad that more people haven't played it. I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't played it, all those people out there, um, find it. There, there's got to be copies still around somewhere. This is... Definitely, yeah. Of I course, mean, it's in our top ten list. It's number two. I know, it's all the way up at number two, which actually surprised me, but then when I, I really think it, it belongs there. I mean... When you think about all of the hype that led up to this game, I, I, I remember IGN did this whole kind of thing, like, buy Zack and Wiki campaign and all this stuff. And, you know, everybody was all about trying to buy this game. And, and I looked up some numbers, which you can never know are 100% truthful, but it, this game took like 10 months to even hit 100,000 units or something like that. So it did not do well, which is, which is, which is a shame. It's definitely a shame. Do you have any any last thoughts? I mean, I think I've covered about everything. I, I, your point about trying to go out and find it if you haven't played it is, I think, the big takeaway for anybody listening to this. Uh, it's it's a good time. It it takes you back to all of the good things about the Wii, which you know, with these last couple of years of so few releases, um, it's something that that there's a lot of value in, um, and you can really understand, you know, just how great the console was um, by by games like this. So. If you haven't played it, definitely try and find it. Yes, if you're a fan of uh, of like the the typ classic, uh, typical Capcom style of game, or goofy characters, or pirates, or adventure, anything like that, it's worth playing. And especially of old uh, point and click adventure games, it may not have entirely revived the franchise per se. It's kind of a sort of a little mold of its own, but uh, it did definitely paved the way to to games coming back. I mean, after this game released, they, they made a new Monkey Island, and it, it's got to say something about the industry, and, and people still wanted more or, or wanted to see that sort of game return. And uh, it did a it went a long way towards making that happen, and uh, in its own right, it's one of the best. It's... I'll, I will continue playing it for, for years, so 
yeah, if you don't have it, get it. <laughs> Definitely. All right, well, well, that will do it for our, our segment on uh, Zach and Wiki, The Quest for Barbaros Treasure. Uh, stay tuned to your connectivity feed. Uh, we've got the number one third-party game coming up, as well as the top two first-party games. Placing bets now. Yeah, you don't want to miss those. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody.